In the story of Prometheus, basically the cover, that's what that arc is supposed to be, the Titan, you know, giant or Nephilim, actually super giant uh, as he was known. Poor Prometheus, he just wanted to bring the torch of knowledge to mankind. I mean, what could be wrong with that? He, he, he was a good guy, right? Wrong. No. We know the knowledge he and his brothers and fathers brought. They were and remain an abomination, and they lead only to destruction of the earth. But why not let him free, right? I mean, even in the garden, the serpent brought what? Knowledge. It was knowledge. You will be as gods, he said. What's the big deal? Well, it only led to the downfall of mankind for a period to have to overcome sin for thousands of years. Yahuwah had to sacrifice his son to overcome it with a blood offering. But no big deal, right? Well, Yahuwah has spoken and Prometheus is gone. He's in chains and will remain until he is judged, and then he will disappear forever. You think he knows something we need to know? I don't think so. So many have begged for the return of the golden age when man was enlightened. You do realize that is exactly what we've been covering last week and this one. The golden age is the golden age of the Nephilim. Not man. It is their enlightenment, and it leads to the enslavement and destruction of mankind. But go ahead, Richard Dawkins. You enjoy that religious doctrine you spout. You will reap the reward. For us, no thank you. And against their sons went forth a command from before his face that they should be smitten with the sword and be removed from under heaven. And he said, Thy spirit will not always abide on man, for they also are flesh, and their days shall be one hundred and twenty years. Now that's the same as Genesis. And yes, we covered in, uh, I think it was part six, uh, that it is truly, literally, one hundred and twenty years. Go watch that. Remember, this is his response to the corrupting of orders or the breaking of his law of creation to reproduce after our kind. And angels in heaven, we saw, do not marry nor reproduce up there because they are not supposed to, and they're not supposed to here either, but in human form they can, and they did. And he sent his sword into their midst, that each should slay his neighbor. And they began to slay each other till they all fell by the sword and were destroyed from the earth. Now that's the Nephilim who were corrupting orders. And it probably is very specific to certain groups because uh, obviously the flood's coming and many will be destroyed in the flood. So not all died at that point, nor is it really saying that. Some people try to be so literal about things in such a context, and you just can't. And their fathers were witnesses of their destruction. And after this, they were bound in the depths of the earth forever, until the day of the great condemnation when judgment is executed on all those who have corrupted their ways and their works before Yahuwah. Wow. To this, Michael says in the book of Enoch, essentially, 
No one will ever do that again. And you know, that's a really good point. However, there is no instance of such an incursion ever since then. We don't find it anywhere. And this is such a major thing that caused the flood. So folks, this would be mentioned in Scripture if it happened. It did not happen. Now, we're going to return to the days of Noah, to Noah in the end times. And we're getting there today. So will it happen? I don't know, but there's a good chance that it will. Certainly transhumanism embodies the very same. Uh, maybe it will be mixed with robotics and, and animals and other DNA, etc., and not look the exact same. But it will be very similar. The days of Noah have returned. And he destroyed all from their places, and there was not left one of them whom he judged, not according to all their wickedness. So all perished. However, there is a story of a surviving Nephilim. It's in the book of Inki, an occult source, no doubt. But you'd be surprised. That doctrine is in the church today. So by the way, for those who want to think that the ark landed on a mountain in Turkey, which is against the Bible that says the ark landed in the east of uh, Shinar in Turkey's northwest, <laughs> so it, it can't possibly fit the Bible on any level for that matter. But in that story, that is where the Nephilim landed in the book of Inki, and that is what is being peddled as doctrine today. The Nephilim ark landing as if it were Noah's? Are you kidding? You talk about fraud and a complete bumbling of scripture, and that definitely is Watch Where Did Noah's Ark Land if you have not seen our um, teaching on that. Knowingly or not, it's fraud. And he made for all his works a new and righteous nature. Whew, wow, what a wording. So that they should not sin in their whole nature forever but should be all righteous each in his kind always. Now, were they righteous after the flood? Well, not for long. As soon as Noah died, and this is actually in Jubilees, they began to stray massively. And we know about the Tower of Babel and so on and so on. So, did this prophecy not come true then? Ah, this is the origin of Basically, Paul's doctrine of if any man be in Messiah, he is a new creature or new creation. This is the same thing, the same concept, and he derives it from the book of Jubilees. The nature of salvation, and it is forever. See, salvation is forever. That's not a lie. That's not untrue. It's fact. See, our bodies die, but that's not really death. Not according to the Bible and not as the Bible sees it. The Bible sees that as sleep, as rest. We go to sleep. But on the day of judgment, we are resurrected and judged righteous. And then, if so, we live forever. There you go. This is accurate and actually assists in understanding even what Paul was saying. Because Paul read Jubilees as Torah. No, all sinned and have fallen short of the glory. There's no doubt about that. And in our age, but in the age to come, all that will be left will be righteous or they'll be gone. 
And the judgment of all is ordained and written on the heavenly tablets in righteousness, even the judgment of all who depart from the path which is ordained for them to walk in. And if they walk not therein, judgment is written down for every creature and for every kind. Realize that includes land animals who have spirits according to Jubilees too. So yes, there are going to be animals in the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Interesting. Let's go to chapter 7, verse 21. For owing to these three things came the flood upon the earth. What is the cause of the flood? Most seminaries don't have a very good answer for that. An angry God who just got bored one day? Of course not. That's illiterate. Yet when one rejects this narrative... They really lose all debate with the occultists because they don't know the Bible, nor have foundation. Nor do they know a loving Elohim. They don't understand him. Nor can they if they don't get this. Namely, owing to the fornication wherein the watchers against the law of their ordinances, see there's a law of their ordinances, went a-whoring after the daughters of men. Is that not clear? Do we not know now completely what Genesis has been saying all along? And took themselves wives of all which they chose, and they made the beginning of uncleanness. Wow. Understand how important this was to Yahuwah. His creation was being wiped out and defiled. He saved it, and it was the corruption of orders. The modifying of DNA, essentially. And we're having such conversations this very day in the scientific communities. Because it is a godless community of idiots, many times, who don't understand what they're even begging for. They are begging for the return of the Nephilim. That is lunacy. Including the founder of Facebook, who go out there... You know, he, he's propagating such and simply Nephilim doctrine. And who knows, maybe he even has Nephilim blood for that matter. And they begat sons, the Nephilim, and they were all unlike. Now, Charles here doesn't wish to believe each may be unique, yet we see many differences in mythologies between these monstrosities, and this may not actually be a corruption as he assumes, and he's just assuming it. He doesn't know. Many times when a scholar simply does not wish to believe something, well, they claim it a corruption. That's their normal, you know, the status quo, and it's usually ignorance. This does not appear to be such a corruption. And they devoured one another, and the giants, Nephilim, slew the Nephil. Now, that's a different classification, it appears. Likely the offspring of Nephilim, perhaps, and human women. So they weren't fully, you know, um, Nephilim. They weren't part angel uh, to such a degree. They were watered down, their bloodlines. And the second generation, likely smaller. They've lost size over the generations, and that's why today their bloodlines, though they try to keep them as pure as they can, uh, there's too much human in there, and, and many just look human uh, regardless. And the Nephil 
slew the Elio. Now, that would be what? The elves, maybe? Well, maybe. We don't know, but it would make sense as elves, fairies, dwarves fill the annals of mythology, so maybe. Not all of these hybrids were giants, by the way. Some were small. Uh, I mean, you can see Lord of the Rings kind of forming here, right? <laughs> Check it out. And the Elio, mankind, and one man, another. Murder everywhere. And Yahuwah hears the cries of the blood of every innocent murdered. We're rising to the same level today, folks, as the days of Noah have already begun to return. Verse 23, and everyone sold himself to work iniquity and to shed much blood, and the earth was filled with iniquity. Notice the term sold himself. Guys, that's not much different from today. There are professions out there where one must sell themselves out to a message of propaganda, to a message that really comes from this kind of Nephilim ideology. Just saying. Won't go there, but just saying. And after this, they, the Nephilim, sinned against, well, they didn't stop with just men, the beasts and the birds and all that moveth and walketh on the earth. Wow! This is why they too needed to reboot during the flood, and only pure ones saved to go into the ark. Notice it does not include marine life, which is why there's no record of marine life being wiped out, which is why that is the measure of creation, and you will find the center of the center of marine biodiversity on all of Earth in a pocket in the Philippines. Just saying. Watch Solomon's Gold Series. And much blood was shed on the earth, and every imagination and desire of men imagined vanity and evil continually. Ugh, what an awful place to live. We're heading there. Is this that hard to imagine in our days when the earth is marching to the same end right now? Okay, one last thing. What did the exiled temple priests at Qumran, Bethabar, think of this doctrine? Well, they kept and used Jubilees as Torah. That's a good start. They use Enoch as inspired scripture as well, as other writings which espouse this very same position on the Nephilim. But we don't need to just go there. Here is what they wrote in a community writing called the Damascus Document. This isn't scripture. This is just their internal community writing. That's all this is. But it gets you into their mind and understands their perspective as to what they believed. And did they believe Jubilees? Well, of course they did. They called it Torah. But here you go. In the stubbornness of their heart, the heavenly watchers fell. Ooh, there you go. And uh, they were caught because they did not keep the commandments of Elohim. And their sons also fell, who were as tall as cedar trees. Well, they're quoting Amos, essentially, there, by the way. And yes, they knew these were giants. And that angels procreated a new race with human women. It's right there. They knew how to read Genesis 6. And whose bodies were like 
mountains. These are Nephilim. See, they weren't vague at all, were they? They taught from the books they kept as scripture, and here you have it in their own words from the first century or so. History right there in front of you. 2,000 years ago, this was known. But in the Dark Ages, especially the continuation of such in which we now live, we have lost it. But it is being restored today in the days of increasing knowledge predicted by Daniel. Anyone wishing to claim they are a scholar who wishes to argue with these temple priests, well, go ahead, big boy, produce your credentials that outweigh those of a son of Zadok, a Levite, Aaronic, holy temple priest, who had the authority to keep and teach scripture biblically. Why aren't we going and absorbing every word that these guys wrote? Well, we are, but most are not. Yeah, no one today has such, which is why we should all return to what they taught in Qumran, Bethabara, and to what they say is Scripture, because they are the actual biblical authorities set in place by Jacob, Jacob, and by Moses. We spent a lot of time on this topic for good reason. Many of you are already aware, at least somewhat. But for some of you, this may be the revelation which lifts the lid on opening the floodgates of increasing knowledge. I will say it did for me personally, and I think most of the people here at the God Culture would say the same thing. Fallen angels, the watchers, were sent to teach mankind, and instead they chose to pursue their own lusts. The offspring of their sin brought the world to ruin once, and it will again in our age. We must recognize that the book of Jubilees is the authority on this, and a parallel reading with Genesis allows one to truly see this is what Genesis has said all along. There are no discrepancies. It is not new doctrine, because we showed you it was taught by the temple priest 2,000 years ago. The church position for some who are against this is the one that is new and frankly impotent as they have a massive problem as people are leaving their denominations in droves because they have no good answer or foundation for the occult accusations about the flood and creation, especially which are under attack right now. They're saying that your God is angry and evil and not righteous because he wiped out the earth and they don't get it. We've told that story very well in these videos. It's like dominoes and rolls downhill and builds momentum when they deny part of scripture. This is why we must restore his word, all of it that we possibly can as he inspired it for good reason. Yahuwah is not an evil God, or as Richard Dawkins would mischaracterize as an erratic psychopath or the sort similar, because that guy is ignorant and doesn't even know the story, of course. He's retelling the wrong story of Genesis, and then he takes that false paradigm and argues with himself. That's really the epitome of ignorance. What a fool. No surprise, he is a Satanist. We can know these things, and we hope that you have learned from yet another 
Answer in Jubilees. Yah bless to everyone. The Book of Jubilees, the Torah calendar named by the temple priests in Qumran, as the source of the exact determination of how to keep Torah's calendar in the Damascus document. Yes, they called it Torah and used it as such. This book renders the very first map of the world, the most ancient geography in all of history. Jubilee is also known as the Book of Division, as Noah partitions the entire earth to his three sons, finds the Garden of Eden in the Philippines, pinpoints the seat of Gog of Magog's power, demonstrates continental divides originate with Noah and much more. It is the second witness to Genesis and Torah and concurs. It tests as Torah and we encourage you to review this full test for yourself in the beginning of this book. It was the priests who were exiled from the temple who lived in Qumran, known in Bible times as Bethabara, where Messiah was baptized and John the Baptist of temple priestly caste lived and operated. As these were his fellow Levite priests exiled from the temple, who continued to keep scripture there, as well as operate a function, compound, modeled in part after the temple. This is the only historic library of precedence for the Old Testament canon in ancient history, yet explained away in willing ignorance, just as 2 Peter 3 warned. Based on the R.H. Charles translation from the Ethiopic, this book will enlighten and its revelation will rock your world. As all 50 chapters appear in this book with curated and edited margin notes, in large print Bible format, easy to read. This 288-page quality paperback has a high-resolution section of maps that represent the world's oldest map by Noah. Read it and test it for yourself, and you will likely find, as we have, this book is inspired, even canon, in history. Available free worldwide in ebook, or purchase a print copy today on Shopee Philippines or Amazon internationally. Just go to bookofjubilees.org, and the links are there for your area. We also offer bundle pricing with our other books in the Philippines. Our books are already expanding now, being read in 52 countries and more than half of the provinces in the Philippines. Join thousands who are finding this useful in their lives.